0: How do we love God with all our heart and all our soul and all our strength and all our mind? What we know is that Isaiah gives us how not to love God. In the very first chapter, Isaiah says that how we worship God, the offerings that we've been giving, makes God sick. It sickens God. The burnt offerings, Um, was something God learned to despise, because they became rituals. They just became um, a way of moving through a service that was connected to nothing. Many churches have evolved this burnt offering to a Sunday worship in where God is mentioned, we all intellectually feel good, but nothing happens. You see, the gospel is not a noun. It's a verb in the same way that the word love is a verb. St. Francis of Assisi has been credited with saying that I will preach the gospel in every opportunity I have. And when all else fails, I will Keep my I will open my mouth. In other words, for Francis of Assisi, the preaching of the gospel was not speaking. The preaching of the gospel was doing. My dear friend and colleague, Tink Tinker, an indigenous scholar, has rejected Christianity because of what was done in the name of Christianity to his people. And the one thing he constantly Um, pushes me on, is is telling me not to talk about Jesus, but to become Jesus. And maybe loving God, it's not about talking, nor is it about the right act, the right beliefs, but rather the doing, the, the being of Jesus. One of the major problems with Eurocentric Christianity is that it is rooted on a correct set of beliefs, not so much action. Salvation has been reduced to a correct doctrine. If you believe what I believe, then you're saved. Correct doctrine becomes the cornerstone of Eurocentric theology and philosophy. There's this um, uh, fancy word called orthodoxy, which means right belief. And many from the global South has responded that it's not correct belief that's important, but rather orthopraxis, correct action. When we get to heaven, we're going to find out we were all wrong anyway. So why waste our times trying to determine what's the correct doctrine? Instead, let our actions reveal the doctrine and the faith that we claim to have. The, uh, James writes, says it best, uh, f- uh, faith without action is dead. To, 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 to have belief, to say I love but never engage in the act of love makes God vomit. So how do we love God? According to Eurocentric Christianity, it really developed as the opposite of this love we're supposed to have for God. One can argue it is rooted really in hatred in the name of the European Jesus, genocide of indigenous people um, was justified as as preachers um, in early uh, pre-colonial America would refer to the indigenous people as the Canaanites, as the Hittites, as the Jesuits. the same, and and we know in the biblical text what happened to those people. the Eurocentric faith of Christianity justify uh, the slavery of Africans. In, the, in an attempt to save their souls, they were captured so they could work in repayment for the eternal life given to them by their European masters. In the name of this European God, both colonialism and imperialism Um, became the the foundation by how the gospel is spread throughout the entire world. This is not a love for your neighbor, but rather a hatred of neighbor so much that it oppresses the vast majority of the world in the name of this Eurocentric Christianity it was really constructed to exclude us. When the French, during the French Revolution, cried out, liberty, equality, and liberty, equality, and fraternity, it was never meant for the colonized people in Algiers, in Vietnam, or in Haiti. So how the Bible has been read um, through the lens of Eurocentric Christianity has damned all those who live on their margins. Any Christianity that has nothing to say about Latinx children being placed in cages or in camps in the texas is problematic. Any Christianity that is silent about a neoliberal economic policy that robs the global South of the natural resources and their cheap labor is also problematic. Any Christianity in where black lives do not matter is highly problematic or better yet, as James Cone said back in the 1960s, such a Christianity is really satanic. It is the opposite of the very message of Jesus Christ. So, So here's the question that we really need to wrestle with. Can or should a Eurocentric Christianity be pursued by those who live on the margins of society when that Eurocentric Christianity has been and continues to be life denying to communities of color? I can't get over the fact that in the last election, over 80% of white evangelical voted for a man who clearly expressed racist and misogynist sentiments. And it's not just to blame white evangelicals, the vast majority of white Catholics, the vast majority of white Protestant, the majority of white Mormons all voted for a political person and system that has been life-denying to communities of color. So is my salvation and the salvation of my people dependent on rejecting this Eurocentric Christianity. One of my intellectual mentors, Jose Mati, wrote, Nuestro vino de plátano, y si sare agrio, sigue siendo nuestro vino. And, and for those of you who have yet to uh, learn the language of the angels, let me translate. We shall make our wine out of plantains. And even if it comes out sour, it is still our wine. And what José Matí in the um, late uh, 19th century was trying to convey is that when a people uses the symbols of another culture, they become subservient to that culture, unable to come up with their own thinking and their own philosophy, and I would add their own, theology. What Mati was calling for, what I'm calling for today, is how do we develop a Christianity that is based on the symbols of our culture? And even if we make this Christianity, this wine, out of plantains, and and it doesn't taste good, it really doesn't matter because it is ours. It belongs to us. And we all know that what we have been doing is problematic because we've been pouring the new wine based on our culture into the old Eurocentric wine skins, causing them to burst, destroying both the skins and the wine. To love my neighbor as myself probably requires me to first reject a Eurocentric Christianity that has not shown love for our neighbors, but has shown hatred in the form of genocide and slavery and oppression and domination. We could say, well, maybe we need to raise the consciousness of your center Christianity, we need to speak truth to power. But but I don't want to speak truth to power because power already knows the truth. The the gospels is very simple: feed the hungry, provide water for the thirsty, clothe the naked, welcome the alien among you. They just choose not to do it because it threatens their power and privilege. As some of you may or may not know, I am a ordained Southern Baptist minister and. And every Southern Baptist cannot end a sermon without an altar call. So so I'm gonna do an altar call today because today is a day of salvation. But what salvation means to different communities may be different. See, salvation for communities of color, I would argue, requires the rejection of a Euro-Christian theology that has been detrimental to us for one that is rooted within our own cultural symbols salvation for your christians requires also the rejection of this colonialist christianity and instead learn to worship the jesus who's latinx the jesus who is black The Jesus who is Asian, the Jesus who is queer. So so, so let me end this sermon by by asking you which Jesus are we going to follow? And, And not follow intellectually, not follow by what we say we believe, but follow through the action of love, through the action of demonstrating our faith and commitment to the gospel, not by what we say, but by what we do. So I ask you, choose you this day whom you shall serve. As for me and my house, we will worship the God of the oppressed, amen. (laughs) Reverend Doctor, thank you so much.